This is Things You Might Have Heard. I am Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm about to present to you the weekend's latest in information, current events, pop culture, and political news. This is your go-to supplemental source of both mainstream and unconventional news stories that you might have missed. A little added context to all that we give you. Now, in the queue today, 10 news stories from the past weekend that were vetted by you as conversational and then crafted into this newscast for you in the morning right here watching either live 5.50 a.m. on the Facebook or the YouTube or the Twitter as well, or watching the video later or just checking the audio in the later editions. We'll explain the vetting process at the end of the headlines when we get the headlines done and bring you some fun things for today that you will love to get to. So stick around to the end. You won't want to miss the fun stuff. Our website is The Conversation Project or this is The Conversation Project at dot com <laughs> and for more information about what we do for full offerings plus our email address is the conversation inbox at gmail.com email us directly so we can talk about what you want us to do to improve or as i say often not do less bad of going forward today is monday december 11 2023 14 days till christmas this will come back again later on in the show let's get into the headlines for this morning starting off with this one unc's Bronny james comes off bench in debut or as i say often debut uh, Bronny James, the son, the oldest son of LeBron James, a freshman at USC, finally got a chance to play uh, and did some good stuff in his time. He was out there, came off the bench at a traditional uh, transitional three-pointer and um, sent the crowd into all sorts of chaotic rage as uh, the young freshman, who may only be a young freshman for a year, uh, came out in his, final, his first game of the season, first game of his career in college and basketball. Of course, he went down over the summer uh, with a uh, injury, if you can call it that, uh, found a congenital heart defect that caused some issues for him worrying about his actual future. They deemed him well and fine, just needed some time to kind of recover, make sure he'd be safe. He's now on the court. We'll get a chance to see him do his debut uh, and do his um, road show for uh, who's going to pick him in the NBA next year. Most likely he's a one and done. And will he get a chance to play with his dad and will they both play in L.A.? We shall see. Of course, the Lakers winning the inaugural in-season tournament. I have no idea what happened. I don't watch basketball until December because that's just who I am. But that's because there's a lot of football to deal with. But right now, Bronny James is big news. He's real big news as everybody's trying to figure out what was going on with that young man. He's playing basketball right now, and he will be a big-time player coming up in the draft fairly, fairly soon. Here in Arkansas, story from here that may mean something going forward in political ranks, but may mean something just to us. Arkansas Legislative Auditors says review of Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders' $19,000 lectern, not a podium, purchase won't be finished in 2023. That means the auditor who's working on, you know, what, what went down with this money spent in 2022 for a lectern, we call it a podium, but the podium is what you stand on, the lectern is what you stand behind, the lectern that Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, bought, paid for by a company to get off the books last, last fiscal year. Uh, should have been completed and done and like shown up sometime, but no one's seen the damn thing. Literally, no one's seen this lectern. We have pictures of it, we joke about it, it's all sorts of kind of guffaws over it, but no one's actually seen the intern or seen the lectern. Um, intern's a whole nother thing. Uh, and they're reviewing the purchase of why it got done, how it got done, and whether it was, you know, in all practical purposes, a money sort of laundering thing that is wrapped up in a lot of things that we're worried about her purchases and what she's spending. Uh, people are wondering about what Sarah Huckabee Sanders is spending her money on and a big trip to France that turned into a family vacation, uh, other things going around, and the fact that, that she's trying to kill all Freedom Information Acts, which basically all politicians try to do, but uh, all that's going down. 
Will this be a big case that keeps her from going to it back to the national stage from a higher standpoint, not just as a spokesperson, but a person who actually had can press buttons and do things? We shall see. Rumor is she is a top prime candidate for somewhere in the cabinet, maybe even vice president. We shall see. Multiple dead as tornadoes tear through Tennessee. Uh, over the weekend, there was a string of tornadoes, about a 34-mile stretch of tornadoes that were about uh, E3.5 is going forth, going through Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, many houses were destroyed. Uh, six lives in Tennessee uh, were lost, including some children. And it's just a sad case going on. Um, I'm a person who has dealt with this directly as here in Little Rock, my house is still being rebuilt and being delayed due to issues, uh, of course, being hit with a tornado eight months ago. And it's a it's a really interesting Christmas going forward as I work with other people who have no homes but are dealing with, you know, they have places to be, but dealing with the rebuilds and the neighborhoods and things like that. All the things we traditionally did this time of year, we can't really do because, you know, we literally aren't, aren't there. There are many people in this holiday season who are losing, who have lost everything. We'll come back to that a bit as well in the teaser story uh, because I just had, had, I just can't get off this. Uh, so if you are a person who can have some, have means and want to help out people, especially people like this who've lost everything in this literally 14 days till Christmas, uh, please try to find your local Red Cross or whatever charity that you know contributes to this. I wouldn't say roll up to Tennessee and start getting to work, although they will need that soon. But uh, see what you can do to deal with this. This is a very serious things, and these people will be dealing with this for years to come. And just just beyond the rebuilds, just kind of getting back to some semblance of normal. Some people are, you know, will be devastated and cannot come back because of financial reasons, just because of the issues and just being hit there. And people who may have done with multiple issues like this. I know people in Florida who do multiple hurricanes. After two or three, they're like, we're moving to New York City. We're living in the apartment. We're dealing with it. This is something that these people will deal with. And I know that because I am one of these people who are dealing with it here as well. Texas lawmaker John Whitmire topped Sheila Jackson Lee in runoff election for Houston's next mayor. Sheila Jackson Lee's next life will not be the mayor of Houston, Texas. It will be that will be the life of John Whitmire, who is the Republican who won in the runoff um, for the weekend. He's projected by what's going on and will inherit a city that's facing a lot of work. Crime, crumbling infrastructure, potential budget shortfalls. Not a lot to go into the story of the fact that Houston, for all its shine and all its its worth, has a lot of issues going forward in the deep, dark underbelly of the city. And it looks like it's going to be a Whitmire's problem and not Sheila Jackson Lee's problem. We'll see what her next step will be after this. Casey DeSantis doing the essentially the Chicago model for elections, apparently slipping of the tongue, basically saying that she wants out of state supporters to go to Iowa and caucus because the caucuses are interesting. You just go to a party, you sit there and you say, OK, you have some snacks, you know, watch a little TV, maybe the game's on and you say, OK, it's time to do the caucus. We need everybody who's going to hang out for DeSantis over here, all the Trump folks over here. If you're a Haley fan over there, Christie fans, there may not be very many over here, over there. You just go basically go hang out and stand in a group and they count you. And that's it. So basically, whoever shows up to the party gets counted in the caucus and whoever gets the most most votes per the groupings gets that caucus win. However, comma, it's whoever shows at the party and Casey DeSantis doesn't quite know that this only works out for people from Iowa. So she's sort of hinting that maybe some folks from Florida can roll up and just hang out and be at the parties. Not how it works, but 
She's learning. She's learning. Pan President Elizabeth McGill resigns amid backlash over congressional hearing comments. We won't go into the comments again because we know what was said. Essentially, three presidents of three very top universities were given a chance to essentially denounce anti-Semitism in practical words. And instead of saying we denounce anti-Semitism, but we understand that free speech must live, we must manage that. They just said, well, it depends on who's going on and what's being said. And as long as nobody's you know, poking anybody in the eye, it's kind of OK. McGill was asked to resign and, and a board member who I guess the member who managed the board also resigned for UPenn. There is lots of calls calling for President Gay of Harvard to resign. However, there is competing activity. And we may talk about that if this gets more love in the in the reports today that many faculty have written a letter of support saying, please do not get rid of President Gay because Firing her does not fix the problem. Nothing's been said specifically for MIT's president, but we're sure we'll get to them fairly soon as well. Next headline reads like this, and you thought we're getting out of Taylor Swift. Not quite yet. Just a tiny, tiny, tiny one. Talking about the heiress tour, making a tiny bit of money, only a billion dollars. <laughs> the first tour to ever gross over a billion dollars on a first run. <laughs> this coming from new source poll star you can see why taylor swift was voted uh times woman of the year person of the year I should say you can see why taylor swift is overtaking everything you can probably see why taylor swift as travis kelsey kind of spitting smitten although just because she's got a billion dollars in the bank it's I'm sure it's more than that she's a pretty um dynamic person from a person who you know many years ago my whole thought process was taylor swift makes makes songs for horny horny eight-year-olds i'm sorry horny eighth graders only eight-year-olds have their own issues. Uh, but but uh, essentially uh, transitioning from a sweet, innocent sort of country person to a pop princess to a megastar of all contentions. She's got the Madonna love. She's got the Michael Jackson love. She's got the magic that's making things happen around the world. And Taylor Swift is running things right now. And eventually, essentially um, making music for everyone to listen to, even though most people will kind of not admit it. The tour was followed by, in money, Beyonce's. Not surprising. Bruce Springsteen's, Coldplay, Harry Styles, Morgan Whalen, Ed Sheeran, Pink, The Weeknd, and Drake. Sad news for an older generation. Ryan O'Neill, star of Love Story, What's Up Doc, and Paper Moon, dies at 82. Ryan O'Neill died last week. The star of those iconic movies from the past, maybe not big movies for folks in this generation, and other than maybe Paper Moon, of just kind of knowing it, my generation, uh, Ryan O'Neill was a big-time heartthrob. He was the love interest people wanted to be around back in the day. So if you were of a bit a certain age, you will remember Ryan O'Neill as the, you know, not he wasn't necessarily the sexiest guy out there. Probably got voted that because they do that for those papers. But the sexy guy in the movies that people were looking for 40 years ago. Uh, you can see more about the story. Of course, he was up for an Oscar for Love Story, lost to Georgie Scott because Patton, all that stuff. But a lot of tributes paying out to Tatum O'Neill and the family over the weekend. Speaking of sexy, A Cowboy Christmas features, A Cowboy Christmas Romance, put some respect on its name, by the way, features its first sex scene in a Lifetime Christmas movie. Not the first sex scene in a Lifetime movie but the first sex scene in a Christmas movie in Lifetime. Lifetime spicing it up because they're Lifetime and saying, you know, Hallmark, all that sweet, you know, semi-fake sugar stuff you're doing and, you know, hauling out Holly and all the other stuff and, and you know, orphans for Christmas and stacking blocks and that stuff's all great. 
let's turn up the notch and let them have a little bit of nookie on the thing. It's a story of a real estate agent trying to convince a young cowboy to sell his land, but she gets to reevaluate her life as she spends more time with him. And they have sex on TV because that happens in real life. I mean, how do you think December, I mean, how do you think um, September and October babies are made? Christmas nookie. That's how, how, that's how it works. So Lifetime is going to go all out with more of these things, more than likely. I don't know how this thing reacted. My wife, Christina Decay, actually watched all the Lifetime stuff. She was like, what? I'm sorry, watch all the Hallmark stuff uh, because she didn't know about it and, and just didn't seem to care because she likes the sweet saccharine things from the Hallmark because she loves those things. Whether the um, the hot sex versions of Christmas movies will, will take off and burn down the eyes of people driving through Ontario in the summer, we shall see because they make them all in Ontario in the summer. Let's move on to one more story that we put out a quick video on on Friday to see how things will react to it. And you folks reacted so it lasted the weekend kelly clarkson says she pees in the shower almost every time almost every time that's just what she does especially if it's warm because it happens she was doing an interview with keenan thompson who was you know promoting stuff and it went back to personal hygiene he was talking about people that brush their teeth in the shower which is a popular thing as well and she went from not only do i brush my teeth but i usually pee and it became a thing. Now, people in the back and forth uh, note, made a lot of note that the fact that this is an actual common thing that people do because they're already in the shower and it's easy to clean up. Plus, a lot of people do this and, and they brush their teeth. Uh, people of people in the military tend to do this. Come back you know, in the day when you only got seven minutes of shower, you get it all done as quickly as possible. And that's how it gets done. And it really gets done. It also brings up a lot of other people who have bathing issues. America Ferreira, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, Jake Gyllenhaal, they say they don't bathe regularly. And, of course, they backed away from those comments after people said that's kind of nasty. But they like said they don't bathe. Kelly says she bathes. She showers a lot. She just happens to pee while she's there. Because, you know, get things done. She's got a lot of things to do. Busy woman. In our apologies, errors, and omissions today, nothing I don't think to apologize for. A couple of flubs in the speaking and no errors. Everything seems to be correct, but we will call out Jewel. We're admitting this story because it was an interesting one. We only had a spot for 10 today. Jewel fans call out her hot swimsuit moment amid Kevin Costner romance rumors. Apparently, Kevin Costner is out there and Jewel is saving the soul of Kevin Costner after his divorce, uh, hanging out, maybe being more than hanging out with the stars together that's the rumor going forward but right now her fans are kind of like what's going on with the thirst traps what's going on with this things going on we shall see how this one plays out as well in the court of public opinion and of course in the tabloids because that's where the pictures can't be found of course let's talk about our teaser story for the day going into tomorrow this is a story we can talk about more detail if you deem it worthy of chatting up and it's very simple go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash this is a conversation project. Twitter.com or X.com slash TH underscore conversation. We post news stories, articles like this all day long. This one, as I'm recording this live, will take a minute to get to. This is a rather late addition to um, the pre-feeds that we have set up in the feeds. But depending on when you're watching this, it may be there. You may have to come back to it. It may just kind of pop up in your feed once it's live. The headline reads, Fort Campbell in mission essential report status after tornadoes rip through region. We just talked about the tornadoes that ripped through uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. Fort Campbell, uh, the base out there where I believe 30 people, 30 uh, service members lost their homes 
on the Christmas. The base is dealing with the, as it says, uh, essential report status. Basically, uh, when a, when something happens, something big happens, everybody goes to work. Everybody shows up so you know where they are. That way you can get a handle of what's going on and you can deal with what's happening. Every per, person in the military, every personnel goes to work, shows up, gets counted, and then they can go out there and deal with the damage, deal with issues. With 30 families, 30 full families having to deal with this issue, it's going to be something big. So I'm going to do something personal with this. It may be, you know, starting off with a Red Cross donation to what's going on there. I'm not in the capacity to go out there and help build any homes right now, unless we're still building my own home from a tornado. But this is something that's going to hit me for a long time. 9-11 was a big thing because I was literally in the Air Force and was I literally put on rank that day as the attacks were happening. Uh, this is a big thing because I lived through an actual situation where it was bad. And while things are getting better, the slowness of the return is just killing us. And so uh, we may talk this one up. We may extend this. I want, I want to extend the life of these talks. We've had more tornadoes and more damage for tornadoes than any year recorded this, this season. Uh, I want to extend these talks as possible. If you deem this necessary to talk about, we will talk about it tomorrow. This will be one of the eight stories. We do eight stories from Tuesday through Friday, eight of the top 15 stories. If this is the top half of stories for tomorrow, we're going to definitely have this in the lineup for our news. We're going to take a quick break from the new stuff and have to sell some stuff. But this is sort of along the same lines. We are, are spotlighting ground news today and a brand new sponsor, newish to us as a sponsor, but fairly uh, consistent, something we use for a source for getting news. Ground news allows you to see what other people see, literally. They track the news stories that are out there and tell you how they're being covered and who's covering them more or less. Is the right covering them more than the left? Is the left covering more than the right? Do they get a nice central version of the story and where you can find these stories? If you're a person who sees things one way and wants to see what other people are seeing, you can use Ground News to understand it. If you're a person who sees things one way and doesn't want to see what other people are, are, are talking about, you can see it exactly the way you want to. That's how it works. Go there right now, or as we wrap this thing up, at our website link for our affiliates for program. We get a slight cut back for you joining in and hitting the subscription for this. This is a conversationproject.com slash ground news. This is a conversationproject.com slash ground news. Go there and join up for ground news and check out the news how we check out often to see what's going on. Now, if you follow us and follow us for a while, you know we pick things from different perspectives just for the point. And sometimes it's just for the point of the worse than the other one's headline because it gets your attention. Ground News does more than just looks at headlines. They go through the stories and tell you exactly how they're taking the information and you can decide how you want to take it from there. Check it out at this is a conversation project.com slash ground news. Conversation Project itself lives at the Conversation Project website. This conversationproject.com. Check out our website for more details on how to find us, where to find us, what we do. Also, uh, links to the feeds, links to all of our places you can find us, links to our past shows as well, such as this thing, things you might have heard, in audio, video, or just the links, and the weekend shows, the weekly wrap-up, and the story of the week. Uh, very much appreciative of all the response we had from this past weekend's weekly wrap-up and story of the week. You can also email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. That way you can tell us exactly what we can do with things, good and bad. And if you want to get direct help, want to give direct help to us, go to our partnerships page at our website and see if there's ways that we can connect. We thank you in advance for how you want to help us out. But the most important thing you can do is go to the feeds, tell us what news stories we're talking about every day, and email us with any comments and concerns you may have. 
Let's get to the fun stuff as promised. We always begin our fun stuff every single weekday morning with birthdays. And today, no exception. On December the 11th, oh, by the way, 14 days till Christmas, we are celebrating Rita Morano, who's 92 years old today. Now, she was once the sexy, sexy sex symbol from back maybe 30, 40 years ago. And now she's still, you know, playing the uh, the hottie, but playing with the other older hotties, such as um, 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 those older hotties. Um, yeah, drawn shorter play. Oh, she because um, she was in the the, the the movie Eighty for Brady with the other 80, 90 year olds folks like Sally Fields and um, Jane Fonda and those folks like that who are you know still lovely in their own way and still making it happen, making it work. But now in their eighties and nineties, Rita Moreno still making it work, making it happen at ninety two years old today. In 2015, on this December 11th, Playboy magazine published its last nude issue featuring Pamela Anderson on the cover. It would begin publishing nude photos again in early 2017. And then it would die out a pretty depressing death pretty much going forward. Today, we celebrate Green Monday and it has nothing to do with anything that's environmental. It's about the cheddar, the greenbacks, the money. Green Monday, which is, I guess, usually comes about, it's usually the second Monday in December, and it's usually right around this time, so it's 14 days till Christmas, literally two weeks before Christmas Day, is one of the best times to get your shopping done if you're in a last-minute shopper, because if you get it now, and this is really before there was um, online shopping and instant shopping and things like that, if you get it now, you have a good chance of finding things before the stores get a little bare. Now, there's plenty of inventory uh, in this day and age for people to pull from stuff, and there's always something hidden behind there, and they always they hold on stuff that they usually have as last-minute stuff just in case, you know, things that are going to break within three days, but make sure you get a gift. Today is Green Monday, so if you not did your Cyber Monday or your Black Fridaying or any other Monday Cyber whatchamacallits, Check out the stores, check out the sales, get your stuff and get, get a game plan. We are 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, this day and two weeks till Christmas Day. With that in mind, if you are a person who tends to deal with sadness in the holiday season or just dealing with sadness right now just because it is a, a, a time, we want to make sure that you know there is someone to talk to. You can call or text 988 on your cell phone to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can visit them online at 988lifeline.org and you can talk to someone, chat with someone, uh, get information online, in person, 24-7 in English and in Spanish. They will be there for you whenever you feel the need that you need to speak because when you need to speak, you need to find someone and there's someone there for you. There are also local options where you may be or, or you know good friends, whatever. Now is a season of joy and love except when it's not. And if it's not that season for you, if you're not feeling the joy to love, you're feeling extreme sadness or something even worse, find someone to talk to because the worst is not where you should go. With that, we're going to wrap up the show for today. This has been Things You Might Have Heard for Monday, December the 11th, 2023. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. Make sure you're staying limber and hydrated and on task for all the grand things you must get done up till Christmas, up till New Year's and beyond. Do what you can to make sure that you are extending your life and not doing anything stupid to shorten it you know on your own i will have more news stories for you tomorrow morning on this tuesday edition of this thing and you have to tell us what to talk about so go to the feeds and give us the storylines give us the headlines that you want to chat up with that we say adieu officially and we're going to get out of here we'll see you come tuesday morning